Voluntary Input is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it. Go to anchor.fm slash start to join a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Never forced, never coerced. Welcome to episode two of Voluntary Input. Cord cutting revisited. As this cord cutting revolution continues to march on strong, I continue to get questions from those who are still on the cable satellite fence, just ready to jump off. So hopefully in this episode, I can help address some of those questions that those who are still a bit hesitant have. My name is Leo Allen. I can be found on the internet at leojallenjr.com. And hey, while you're there, please select the contact me link and shoot me an email with any questions, comments, concerns, or even corrections because hey, after all, I'm only human and sometimes I make mistakes. And sometimes during an episode, I may not have all the information about something. And if you do, please shoot me an email tell me the answer and I'll be sure to try to mention you in an upcoming episode. Again, welcome to Voluntary Input. Let's go ahead and dive in. So it's been about seven years now since I made the final decision to go ahead and cut the cord. Um, I believe now it's uh, as important as it was then to first and foremost consider why is it that you want to go ahead and make this decision to uh, go ahead and break away from your cable or satellite provider. Uh, I think the first thing you want to look at, the easiest way to make this choice, is first consider what is it that you're watching? What channels do you do you watch? Uh, so back when I was slowly getting to this point, it was it came down to. Um, we had a lot of channels through Time Warner Cable. And it got to the point where we were like, well, what are we actually watching? What shows, what channels are actually important to us? Now, truth be told at the time, it was my wife that kept saying to me, hey, we need to get rid of cable. We need to get rid of this stuff. We don't even watch most of this stuff. And I kept putting it off and putting it off. And at the time, I mean, we were running up a uh, close to or even over $200 a month bill for cable for all of these channels. And my wife kept saying, we really don't need this stuff, do we? And I kept saying, no, come on, come on. What else are we going to watch? What are we going to do? Let's hold on to it. So finally, I, um, you know, I gave in and I said, okay, let's do this. Let's look at what we're actually watching. So what we did was we really did. We took one month out of the, out of the year and, paid close attention to what we were actually watching now the problem was the biggest problem for us was we were getting all these premium channels we were we had like six hbo's three showtimes and you know they were always trying to push us to get like cinemax and stars and so it got to the point of um well what are we actually watching on these channels um, as far as uh, the premium channels went for us, it was things like uh, Dexter and Weeds. And so when those shows came to an end, it was pretty easy for us to go, 
you know what? We really don't watch pretty much anything else on there. So why are we paying for this stuff? And then there were the countless other channels. You know, there were network channels with uh, plenty of shows that we were watching. And that was fine and dandy and all. But still, did it justify the price? So, again, if you're going to look at cord cutting, it, you know, first and foremost, you got to think about what do you watch? What channels do you like? And which ones can you absolutely not live without? And which ones can you live without? Because the fact of the matter is, even if you think you can't live without a channel they more than likely have a streaming channel at this point in time and that's where that cost comes in again so you got to be careful here if you want to go ahead and cut the cord and say you know what i'm just done with these guys because they keep jacking up the price you got to be careful because the other hustle to this is as you know especially nowadays and direct tv is a perfect example of it the providers are slowly but surely trying to drive up the prices of the streaming channels to try to make it look like, you know, you were foolish to cut the cord. Come on back because it's going to cost you more anyway. It's going to cost you the same amount or more. And truth be told, they're kind of right. If you're not careful, you may cut off your cable or satellite and then you may start subscribing to all these streaming channels. And the next thing you know, you're spending the same amount or more than you would have been if you had to just kept it anyway. So yeah, if price is your driving factor, you want to make sure that you understand what it is that you actually want before you proceed. Because you can rack that price up pretty quick, to be honest. Now what I wrote about back then was what I learned, well what I found about me and my family was it wasn't it came to the point was that it wasn't so much of the price as it was having the choice to watch what we wanted to watch when we wanted to watch it now over time we have been able to trim some things off but uh back then it was you know what we're kind of paying we weren't paying $200 a month but the prices were slowly inching up there because, you know, if you add on like the Netflixes and the Hulus and that and whatnot, yeah, these subscription services, they could start piling up and you start feeling like, hey, I'm spending the same amount of money. I mean, we never, like I said, we never reached that $200 point again. But what I did enjoy instead was, even though we're still paying for channels and services, we have better choice and better control. So as I was writing up the piece, I finally decided, you know, what's more important is not necessarily the money here. Oftentimes, what's more important is having that control, having the control to say, you know what? I want to be able to watch quality programming, but I don't want to have to pay for five HBOs just to have it. And that was always the problem that a lot of the cable and satellite providers fail to understand. Yes, people enjoy your programming, but we don't want to have to have duplicate channels just to do so. I mean, it was so stupid to me back then. Why do I have six HBOs when they're all showing the same thing, but only at different times? It was absolutely ridiculous for them to even sell that to me because... They also provided me with a DVR. If there was a show that I want to watch, 
if I were if I knew I was going to miss it at a certain time, I'm not going to wait and watch it on HBO West later in that day. No, I would just DVR and watch it whenever I want to. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. So again, you want to make sure when you're first going into this thing, before you make any choices, again, I I I just want to hammer it home. Make sure you understand what it is that you want to watch, what channels you want to see, and how you're going to go about getting those channels and whether or not it's worth it. Because I will be 100% honest with you, cord cutting may not be the best choice for some people. Some people may find that they actually do rather, you know, that they would actually rather prefer having cable or satellite. And it actually just fits their lifestyle better. And that, and if that's you, there's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, don't just jump on cord cutting just because it's a fad. Don't, you know, it's just like anything else. I, I advise my children to things like this. If something is, is a fad and you're just doing it because everyone else is doing it, it's probably a mistake. You probably would be better off if you just stick to your own course. You know, like they say, stay in your lane. If cable and satellite is your lane, stay there. Now, I'm not going to go into too much of this, but I will mention this because everyone knows. You can acquire things. And let me be perfectly uh, perfectly clear here. Acquiring things, jailbreaking devices, uh doing torrent downloads and things like that, it's 100% illegal. There's no dancing around it. There's no, you know, talking your way out of it. And I think anyone listening to this podcast is adults enough to know that you know that that's not right. And eventually, it's, you know, over time, they're cracking down more and more on it. Uh, Cody, <laughs> the Cody uh, plugins and whatnot, developers are getting chased out left and right and i believe it's it's only a matter of time when they're going to start coming after people who are consuming the content because it's not that hard to find you i mean uh we i could do another entire podcast episode about um you know tracing you back to your address based on your ip address on the internet so yeah you could do everything for free i mean let's be 100 percent honest here if you really put in the work or if you uh know a guy yes you can get illegal content for free but the key word here is illegal and that's not what this podcast is about what i'm talking about here is you know people who are you know who want to legally cut the cord and what their options are um but again, I just wanted to address that because I think by now everyone knows, yeah, there's ways to get things. We're not stupid. We're all adults here, I hope. But as adults, I hope you do understand that uh, those things are illegal. And that's just the bottom line. So anyway, uh, uh, the first installment of Cutting the Cord, uh, I wrote about. Uh, the series I wrote about. And by the way, you can find this on my website, leojallenjr.com. If you look on the left-hand side there, there's categories. And under categories, you'll see cord cutting. 
you'll have to scroll all the way down to the be to the bottom because this was a very uh old series it was back in uh 2013 well not very old but it was 2013 and uh some of the information there is a little outdated so what i want to start with right now is the equipment so first and foremost if you are considering cutting the cord uh, the first thing you want to do is if you're renting equipment from your ISP, I would suggest you stop and just go out and buy your own. Um, we'll start with the modem. Now, if you're unfamiliar with, uh, if you know the word, but you don't know what a modem is, it's easier to think of it this way. Think of the Internet as as the highway. It's an interstate highway. And your modem is the off ramp to your house. So you have to have a modem of some sort to get the internet to your house. Uh, the requirement for a modem with pretty much every ISP is a modem that has to be DOCSIS 3.0 or 3.1. Now, what does DOCSIS mean? Eh, don't ask, because to be quite honest, no one really knows. It's a standard and it's what's needed to connect to your ISP and that's the bottom line now chances are if you're renting equipment from your ISP currently they've given you an I uh, an all-in-one unit uh, basically it's the 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 modem and the router bit built in together um, I personally don't care for those I've never actually had one but everyone I've ever talked to that has had one they've had nothing but problems like they you know they keep having internet problems the isp brings them a new one they replace it it works for a while and then it crashes out again to me having an all-in-one unit is just it's foolhardy anyway because i just believe in having both units separated because if one fails you just replace that one and you could still possibly limp along with the other one until you replace uh, one of them. Now you have to have the modem though. But uh, if if your modem goes bad, for example, and you still have your router is up and functioning, if you have uh, IoT devices, you know smart home devices in this day and age, chances are you can still control those smart home devices because those are primarily just connecting to the router and you're communicating to them through the router. You don't necessarily have to have the internet access for a lot of IoT devices. So if one dies, basically, you can still get by until you replace it. Having an all-in-one, all if that all-in-one dies, you're, you're done until you get another one. Not to mention, if you're getting all-in-one equipment from your ISP, or, uh, yeah, your ISP uh, sometimes, not so much nowadays, you may be paying a rental fee of like about $4.99 a month. So again, if we go back to cord cutting as uh, as far as trying to save some money, at least you're going to uh, shave some, some cash off of your bill, your monthly internet bill, by not paying that rental fee. Now, we used to have Time Warner Cable when Spectrum took over. It wasn't long before they, um, they got rid of that uh, rental fee for customers. So Spectrum customers, it's not that big of a deal nowadays because they actually give it to you for free. But still, they tend to give you those all-in-one units. And even to this day, I know people who just have internet problems all the time because of those all-in-ones. And what I learned was 
I've heard from several people, they're not new. They're just refurbished devices. You know, they get them, they crash, they take them back to the shop, basically, and they fix them up and then send them on to the next guy. So basically, you're inheriting someone else's problem. So again, my suggestion is just go uh, to a micro center, a, uh, a Best Buy or what have you, and just buy your own uh, modem. Look for a Doxis. It has to be Doxis 3.0. Even though I believe in this day and age, you're not going to find anything below that anyway. So knowing that standard may not even, you know, may not even matter now, but it's important to know that. Now, as far as which one to buy, in my original posting, you know, I pretty much uh, promoted the, um, the Surfboard Extreme. However, I can't really recommend that one now because back when I wrote that, that original posting, I ended up going through three of those things. I mean, they, <laughs> I don't know what it was. They just, they just kept dying on me left and right. Um, I ended up, uh, you know, I just kept having to do warranty replacements, which was fine. But what I ended up landing on was some little off brand I'd never even heard of called a, a Zoom modem. And quite simply, I've I've had it since then. So uh what are we going on? Uh, <laughs> we're we're coming up on um uh, what is it, 2019. So, you know, it's it's six years not coming up on it is 2019, but I've had this thing for six, seven years now. And it's never failed. It just keeps chugging on. And I, if I remember correctly, I, I only spent like $49 on this thing. Doxis 3.0. And it, it just keeps chugging. So long story short, you know, do your own research. But first of all, buy your own modem. Now, which brings me to the router. Now, if you want to think about what the router is. So you've already got uh, the off-ramp to your house. Car comes up. Basically, now your router is the guy that comes in the house and gives everyone everything. Basically, the router distributes Internet to every device in the house. Um, So from your smartphone that's connecting wirelessly to your wireless laptops um, and to your wireless TVs. And if you have like, like I said, IOT devices, smart devices like an Alexis or Google Home or whatnot, all those connect through Wi-Fi and your router is the one that brings them all together and gives them that access to the Internet. Now, my suggestion there is always going to be make sure uh, in 2019 you at least buy a dual band router. Now, you can also look at uh, tri-band routers, which I have. But um, a little bit of explanation about that is, for the most part, if you're only looking to just worry about streaming and having your mobile devices that I talked about connect, for the most part, for the average person, dual band is fine. And what that means is there's two different, basically think of it as two different networks in your house. You have a 2.5 gigahertz and a 5.0 gigahertz network. Uh, The 5 network is less cluttered. And it tends to be the, the uh, you know, the one that you're going to want to favor only because any device that you have that can connect to it is going to typically be a newer device and one that needs faster connection with less people in the way, basically, is the way to put it. Now, a lot of your smart home devices 
they're going to connect to that two point i think i said 2.5 my mistake it's 2.4 gigahertz most of them are going to connect to that 2.4 gigahertz like your lights uh, i believe like alexis i know google home does because i own those it connects to the 2.4 gigahertz but the thing is it doesn't need that always on all the time constant flow even though they are keeping up with activity it's not so bandwidth heavy as those that are going to be on that five gigahertz spectrum basically your bigger boys so i would you know suggest always get a router that's at least a dual band i'm partial to the netgear brand but you don't have to you know you can still do Linksys. And there's other ones out there. Nowadays, mesh networks are a big thing. Uh, you may want to look at the the Google Mesh. Uh, uh, there's a few other brands out there as well. They're making a lot of noise and headway. And those operate in a way where you have one base unit and then you put separate little units around your home. And this just gives you uh, better coverage throughout the house, especially if you have a larger house and you may have, you know, dead spots or you know areas in your home that are a base router just can't seem to get enough uh, wi-fi signal out to so you may want to look into the mesh network and the good news is these all run along in the same price range so you're not going to necessarily go broke if you get uh, a base uh, netgear router versus a mesh netgear router they're they they're comparable um, but again this is going to depend on your needs and uh, how much coverage um, and how many devices you have. But uh, again, I would always suggest nowadays with the way we're connected to the to the world, basically, and with all the streaming and whatnot, don't go below dual band. Always go with a dual band router because that's going to give you the best experience. And especially with if you're familiar with Netflix and if you've ever seen that buffering screen this is part of the reasons because if you didn't have a dual band router you have all these devices connected and then net netflix is trying to stream you know it's a lot of clutter and traffic so it gets stuck in there and so it just starts buffering okay so we touched on um reasons why you may want to cut the cord and we've touched on a couple pieces of equipment and now what i want to do right now is just take a quick break and when I come back, I'm going to uh, start talking about some of the software you may want to look into. And also, um, as far as, you know, watching this stuff, what kind of a TV, what kind of TV or a streaming device you want to look into. So let's take a quick break. And when I come back, we'll touch on that. There are currently about 150 million orphans worldwide. The current recorded number of orphans living in foster care in the U.S. is about 400,000, with one-third of them being eligible for adoption. More than 20,000 of these children will age out of foster care, leaving them without any support and at a higher risk for health issues, homelessness, and lack of education. In my home state of Ohio, there are over 12,000 children in foster care, with over a thousand of them aging out annually. Please be sure to subscribe to Voluntary Input for the upcoming series, For the Least. Hear how ordinary people like you have made the choice to step out in faith to help these children in need. 
learn about current challenges that are faced, as well as the tools and resources to overcome them, and how you can help. Learn how you can do your part to advocate for the least. Now, before we dive completely into software here, I think it's important to remember to discuss the uh, perhaps the most fundamental piece of this entire discussion here. The TV itself. The fact of the matter is, with the pace that technology moves, you can get great deals on some great TVs right now. As a matter of fact, my son and I, we were just in uh, Walmart the other day. And uh, we found a 65-inch TCL 4K television for $498. Why? Because 8K is on its way. I like to often uh, remember, as far as technology is concerned, I try not to buy the newest thing as soon as it comes out. Because if you wait just a few months at least... The price will come down because the next thing is on its way, but you still get a really nice quality product. So, if you're shopping for a new TV, just remember that. You can still get a great one, and uh, right now at a great price. Now, also that brings me to the point of the HD antenna. Because part of the cord cutting experience is, you still want to get your local channels. Now, a lot of the streaming services that I mentioned earlier, they offer some local channels. Um, but the fact of the matter is, there are still some, uh, some. There's still a lot of over-the-air channels you can get by simply purchasing a uh, HD antenna. There's there are tons of brands out there. Uh, RCA makes them. Uh, I believe TCL makes an antenna, and so on and so forth. But the fact of the matter is they all pretty much serve the same purpose. And they pretty much perform the same as well. They just pick up the -the over-the-air broadcasts that are around you locally. Now, I don't know if any of you remember this, but uh, I think it was back in about 2009, there was legislation passed by the government that said that all television stations have to broadcast in HD. There were several reasons surrounding this, um, and I'm not going to get into all that right now, but the thing is, what happened is, long story short, they all do at this time right now. They all broadcast in HD, and as a matter of fact, if you go buy an HD antenna now and plug it up to the coax input of your TV, because that's pretty much where most of them connect to nowadays. Switch your television input to TV and pick up those broadcast channels. You may be pleasantly surprised to find out that the picture quality of those channels that you pick up off of your antenna are far better than the picture quality that you get from cable and satellite boxes. And the reason is pretty simple. It's because those boxes compress the signal that's coming from those channels and that's how they fit them all into one little convenient box for you. When you're just picking up those broadcast signals over an antenna, you're basically getting the uh, the signal from the free and wild. So there's no compression, there's no uh, hopefully no interference, so it looks 
absolutely gorgeous. As a matter of fact, when I first did this, it kind of shocked me. I was like, what was I paying for? You know, the cable companies, they all promise, you know, the best HD quality signal. And come to find out, no, you're not getting the best signal. You're not getting the best picture as long as you're watching TV through those boxes. Okay, so enough said about that. So there you go. Go find yourself a great TV if you need one. If you need to buy a new TV, go ahead and grab one. If you you will need an HD antenna, you trust me. And uh, which also brings me to the next point as far as a uh, streaming device. Now, there's several out there. Everyone knows the Fire Stick and everyone knows the Roku devices. I hope by now anyway. But what I uh, personally choose, I have Roku TVs themselves. And and this is a simple choice for me because I just don't like to have miscellaneous devices. Now, if you if you already have a TV that you're satisfied with or you just can't afford a new TV, then yes, I encourage you, buy one of the streaming devices. Um, you can get sticks. You can get a Roku stick. You can get a Fire Stick they're about 30 bucks, 25 to 30 bucks each. Or if you want to go ahead and get the uh, Roku, I always call it the Puck. Go ahead and get that Roku Ultimate. I think it's about $45 right now. Correct me if I'm wrong, someone. But the fact of the matter is, you're still going to get the same experience, pretty much. Um, and just hook that directly up to your television. And then what's awesome after that is, now I personally, I'm a Roku user. Um mainly because it's where I landed when I first cut the cord. But secondly, Roku, their channel store, I mean, it's it's crazy. There's well over 3,000 channels. Now, some of them are useless or uh, unimportant or just uninteresting. But still, there's a wealth of content there. And there's something for someone I, I guess I shouldn't have said they're useless. There's something for everyone there is the best way to put it. Okay, so now you got your TV, you got your internet set up. Now let's move on to some of these streaming channels. Because nowadays, that's the big thing. And the fact of the matter is, when I first cut the cord, all of the, pretty much all of the channels you see now, they were not available. Uh, back then, it was still pretty much uh, Netflix even though Netflix is still dominant, back when I did it, Netflix was pretty much the only thing with some other ones that you pretty much had to know what to look for. Well, the thing is, nowadays, there's Netflix, there's Hulu, there's Crackle, there's uh, Sling TV, who's advertising heavily right now. There's DirecTV, there's PlayStation View, there's YouTube TV, there's uh, Philo, there's Fubo, and on and on and on the list goes. Now, you can experiment because the great thing about pretty much every one of these services is they have trial periods. And I would encourage you to do that. Go ahead, take some test drives. Because me telling you what I use is one thing. But as I said earlier... You may find that you want different channels than I have. So case in point, uh, as far as streaming channels go, in my house, this, uh, we've, we've been stuck in pretty much the same, um, in the same little group. 
We have Netflix, although I almost never watch anything on Netflix anymore. And we have PlayStation View. Now, the PlayStation View app, it's okay. It is not without its problems. It's slow. Uh, the interface still is kind of grossly outdated. But the fact of the matter is, it has the channels that my family and I, we watch. Uh, we have, uh, our kids like to watch Disney, or especially our sons, they like to watch Disney, some shows on Disney XD. There's HGTV, there's Food Network, there's DIY, uh, there's Discovery ID, there's the Science Channel, there's the OWN Network, and, and Hallmark. All those channels are there, and it's about $45.95 a month. And that works out great for us. Uh, Netflix, I'm, uh, I don't think I have to <laughs> go do a road a rundown of Netflix. I think everyone uh, in their right mind by now knows what Netflix is. And uh, at this point, you know, they just recently, they did a rate hike and it's uh, $11.99 a month. And so there's that. And that's us. But we also use uh, a Plex server. Now, if you're not familiar with these streaming servers, what Plex does for us is it's it houses um, our movie collection as well as we do get some live TV shows. Now, I'm not going to get into all that on this podcast uh, because at this point, I don't think that's an important point to um, to touch on. I may cover that in a later episode. But again, if you go to my website, leojallenjr.com, and click on categories and go to cord cutting, and you will see there where I go into uh, in-depth coverage of how to add some shows that you like to watch to your Plex server if you so choose to use a Plex server. There's also an MB server. Uh, at this point, I kind of dabbled in MB because Plex did an update and their channel guide is kind of atrocious now and it loads slow. But anyway, that's, again, that's another discussion. Uh, but overall, the fact of the matter is, if you want to break it down uh, cost-wise, now if you have Spectrum, if you have Spectrum's base internet, which is, I'm impressed by the speeds that they're offering. It's uh, 200 megabytes down. Mbps down, 200 Mbps down. Basically, it's seventy nine dollars a month. Now, if you follow what we're doing here, that's seventy nine dollars for that. There's forty four ninety nine for Spectrum, and then there's uh, or not Spectrum. I'm sorry, forty four ninety five for PlayStation View, and then eleven dollars for Netflix. So. If you look at that, you could say, you know what? I could get a cable package probably cheaper than that. Now, if you do introductory offers, yes, most most certainly you can. But keep in mind, whenever you look at a cable package at those introductory rates, look at that asterisk. Always remember the asterisk. Because what's going to happen is, after the trial period, that price is going to go up. They never tell you what that price is going to be. They always tell you it's going to be what the current market rate is. And the problem with that is the current market rate, it's been my experience, 
is always astronomical. And that's why we're at the point we're at right now. And again, I I think this is a point that um, cable providers and uh, satellite providers keep missing. Yes, you're going to give me that $49.95 for 12 months with an asterisk. After that 12 months, that bill just just jumps. And then I have to call you. And then we have to talk about it. And then, yeah, you may cut me a deal. Why? Why would anyone want to go through that hassle anymore? And that really is the gist of cord cutting. That's what gets most people to this point where they want to say, you know what, there has to be a better way. And the fact is, there is a better way. You can go ahead and cancel that cable service. You can go ahead and buy your own equipment. You can go ahead and find the uh, streaming services that work best for you. And again, there's a lot of them out there now. Like I said, when, back when I first did this, there were some. But at this point now, there are so many services available. And, and I think that's a good thing. Choice is always a good thing. Because what that does is it helps balance out the market. It helps balance out the pricing. And ultimately, consumers win when there's more choices. So I don't want to, I, I will never, you will never hear me knock uh, Sling TV, YouTube TV, or PlayStation View, or DirecTV, other than I will knock things like, you know, their interface or, you know, their value as far as, you know, me and my usage. But overall, it's a good thing that they all exist, and I hope that they continue to exist. And there's more players in the game that I haven't even named. There's a ton of streaming services out there. And overall, that's a good thing for all of us because the more competition there is, the more that drives the price down. And not to mention, it just, you know, it gives us more choices. So we don't have to get locked into these cable and satellite bundles and packages with asterisks at the end of them. So at the end of the day, I hope this answers a lot of the questions that I've had a lot of people ask me. Um, and if you have more questions, again, go to my website, leojallenjr.com, select contact me and shoot me an email and I'll, you know, I'll do my best to either answer you there or I'll, you know, I'll talk about it more in a future episode. So thanks a lot again for listening to voluntary input and I'll see you next time. Take care. And that's it for this episode, folks. Uh, I hope I answered all your questions to the best of my ability. And if I didn't, again, please feel free to visit my website, leojallenjr.com. Select contact me and shoot me an email with any further questions you have, suggestions or comments. Uh, Because the fact of the matter is cord cutting nowadays is so much uh, simpler than it was when I first did it six seven years ago that now you have so many more choices and options it's it's a good thing so if anything if you have any questions about what i think about certain channels that's fine like i said go ahead and shoot me an email at leojallenjr.com and select contact me all right guys thanks a lot and i'll see you next time